0: Hello there and welcome to the podcast, Sport and Life. It is Friday the 20th of November, 2020. Grotty day here in the west of England, Cheltenham. Rain's coming down, there's a chill in the air. Feels like winter's certainly on its way if it's not already here. But thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. Hope you're well health-wise at the moment and also any other uncertainty and anxiety, I hope you're just uh, able to have some fun despite the restrictions and the lockdown. And thank you again for hitting on the button. Thank you to the sponsors, Bagnolofsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Fine local company to me, the Bagnolofsen franchise in Cheltenham, in the courtyard in Montpellier, not far uh, from me. In fact, and have got to know Jason and his team pretty well. We met Jason a few times for coffee and talk football and Manchester United. Tried to get him on the podcast to talk historically about Man U, but he's a little bit uh, elusive with that one, but hopefully we will in the future, particularly maybe we can do it in person once the uh, coronavirus pandemic subsides. And uh, if you want to check out Bangalofs and head to their website, Bangalofs and Cheltenham, or they have social media as well. Some cool videos actually about b equipment on the Instagram account in particular. And should sp- specify that through Serene AV, that sister company, it's not just bang off some equipment. They can uh, set you up with, you know, home entertainment systems, whatever it might be. They can source anything across the market that best suits your budget, your plans, what you're after, get you the very, very best equipment. Uh, thank you also to Cytoplan for the association with the podcast, food-based supplements that my family, the Drapers, has been ta- or have been taking for 20 years under the stewardship of my father, Dr. Mark Draper, uh, who is a general practitioner, a doctor, former anaesthetist, but also a micronutritionist, has lectured in nutrition and has helped consult with Cytoplan on some of the ingredients for particularly, I believe, some of the multivitamins. And they currently have a fantastic supplement that I'm taking at the moment called Immune Complete, Immune Complete 1, for menstruating women and children, and Immune, immune Complete 2, for postmenopausal women and uh, adult men. In general, because it's not got any iron in it, so that's why immune complete too for men don't need need the iron, uh, but it's a, a good supplement. And if you want to have any supplement from there, it's actually thirty percent off your first purchase. I didn't realise with my code, and then you get ten percent from there on in, I believe. And the code at cytoplan.co.uk c y t o p l a n dot co dot uk is draper ten r d a d r a p e r all capital letters. The numbers one zero, and then the capital letter R. So thirty percent off your first purchase. Uh, best of luck with that. I mean, I think people are cognizant, aren't they, at the moment with all the research into coronavirus? But just more broadly about optimizing our immunity and vitamin D three in the northern hemisphere, like the UK where I am, you have to be key aware of uh, of the importance of vitamin D three in particular, uh, which we need sun, sunlight to activate, but you can get through supplementation when the sun is in scarce supply. So there we go. Um, Thank you for joining in the podcast on the subject of mental health. If you are struggling, you may well enjoy the the conversation towards the end of this with former Aston Villa and uh, a host of other clubs, including Sheffield United, Lee Hendry, but known for a, a long association with Villa, came through the club ranks there, was capped by England, England under 21 star, but only received the one cap for England. But he talks towards the end of this about his mental health issues. Lee is a powerful communicator and twice Tempted to take his own life, think in the repercussions, the end of his career and also the financial crash, lost a lot of money, was declared bankrupt. So he's, he's very powerful on that towards the end of this conversation. If you yourself are facing an uncertainty or anxiety at the moment, and it's just great as well for 90s football fans to recollect on some of the players he played with at Villa, some of the players around at the time. And we talk about the modern Aston Villa setup, and, of course, the heir apparent to that sort of um, Villa childhood hero in Jack Grealish, who is a mesmeric player now, isn't he, in terms of dribbling and exciting player. So lots to cover here with Lee Hendry, and I really appreciate his time because he's working as a pundit for Sky Sports, my employer, this weekend as well. So here he is, the great Lee Hendry. Okay, and we're recording. Lee Hendry, thank you for your time. Appreciate you coming on the podcast. How are you? I'm really good, mate.
1: Really good. Just uh, having a little bit of time at home, getting ready for the weekend, pal. Good. So whereabouts are
0: you the weekend? What's your plans?
1: Um, I'm actually in the studio. I'm doing uh, uh, the soccer special Saturday, so it's um, my first one on a Saturday, which I've, um, I've I've done. I've done a couple of the midweek ones with um, with Jules, and I'm yeah. on with Jeff uh, and the boys tomorrow. So it's uh, exciting time. Just getting my prep, got all my, my work laid out in front of me, ready for, ready for the weekend.
0: Which game are you doing?
1: Uh, I'm doing uh, Bristol City derby. OK. So, um, yeah, yeah it'll be a, it should be a tricky one, especially with what's happened at Derby, mm. with obviously Kaku leaving and
0: yeah. maybe Rooney taking taking the helmet. Yeah, Bristol City have had a tough time, as well, with the, the coronavirus, haven't they, I think?
1: Yeah, a lot of players are, well, possibly not going to be available. And um, I think it's just such a tough time, isn't it, really, for the mm. football clubs in general. Um, but, you know, especially how well Bristol City have started the season as well. You just feel that... It could be a little dent in their, in, in their form if they haven't got key players available, but um, also we'll see what the uh, the outcome is for t- for
0: tomorrow. Yeah, we're all just managing our way through, aren't we? What have you made of it? Because I guess you're in a pretty privileged position, you've been out of games, you're at Plymouth in the week, weren't you? I believe in it, but what but, but does it feel like being at a real game? What's your, what's your take on the whole experience?
1: Yeah, I've, I've, I've found I mean, I've, at times I found it you know quite difficult. Um, I think you know, coming from from a player's perspective, where you know it's not very often that we've we've been at games and played in games, competitive, mm. where there's been no fans there. But to be commentating and not have that whole camaraderie and the you know the sounds and and the, the chants and and whatnot, it's it's it. I mean, it just does really hit home that you know we are in a a, a terrible situation. You know, all over the world, yeah. which is is not great at all. Um, you know, sports. You know, keen many people's lives that we, you know, on the TV we we go to games. That's some some people's releases. So it's 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 it really has hit home. And at times it is difficult to actually to get into that whole motion of the game. And I mean, which I like to do, really, to be honest. I think since I've, I've been getting involved in the commentating, it's. I try yeah. and bring out the situation of me relating to me going into a game where I get nervous on a Friday evening, and kind of prepare myself right, and then Saturday it's like it's all go. You know, the drive to the game, the walking around the ground, just the whole feel. I think, it, it, to be honest with you, Ed, it's the, it's the next best
0: thing <laughs> from yeah. playing football in my eyes. So, do you, feel, um, do you, do you just, still get you still get a buzz out of it? Do you feel just being part of the match day experience? Oh
1: yeah definitely i mean honestly if I, if i didn't have that I, I don't know where i'd have to turn to because mm. you know I, i've i've sort of done some of the coaching sort of sides of it and yes it's great and that's probably you know another another element of, of being close to football but i think actually going and watching different teams different players different styles of play it, it's been really interesting for me from the from sort of the upside and sitting in the the, the gantry with with the commentator it's mm. it's um it's been really enjoyable like, you know it's been a something that I probably would not have even thought that I would have ever have done but I think gradually as I've gone through the the sort of stages of doing bits of radio you know being in studio and and you know, yeah. being around different people, it's, it's, it, you know, I've, I've surprised myself, if I'm quite <laughs> honest. <laughs> it, it's co- is
0: co-commentary your favourite thing to do out of all the, the media work you Yeah, you've
1: done. yeah I, I do like it. I really, I, I, like I said, I, I think I, what I really enjoy um the most is I think it's uh, I, I really do relate it to to my playing days and it's mm. you, you know as in the same sort of elements of performing right yeah. yeah performance you know if I have a bad well if I feel like I haven't particularly gone into the game and, and done the certain things I want to do or haven't come across the way I feel I should have done I kind of mm. you know come back and and sort of mope round a little bit and and you know sort of judgement because i i have always been like that as a player you know if i haven't performed well i've i've come home and i've, yep. I've doubted myself and i've i've i'm probably my own worst enemy from one Easter. it's it's
0: live though is it it's in the moment there's no <laughs> there's no problem really, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that
1: yeah it is it is and you know we we i think everyone's the same in, in certain elements and certain people are a lot harder on themselves than, and others but i just feel that you know, if we could turn the clock back and do something again, we, you know, we we pro- probably get it a, a lot more correct <laughs> than what we did. But but that's that's the whole that's the whole point of being live and and, and in the situation at that current time. But I, I I love it, I really do. It's been it's been a, a massive turnaround for me in, in yeah in all aspects really, to be honest. But and it's just great to be involved in in working with Sky and meeting new people and 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 obviously being
0: into the to the main thing, which is football for me. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. I know you've had your, your difficult times, and I'll touch on that in, in, a, in a moment, of yeah. course. But just on that, it's really interesting, the, the, the nuance of, of commentary and co-commentary, because you said you mentioned the radio work, but it's different on TV, isn't it? Because I suppose what's more expected of you there is a, a tactical insight, whereas with radio, it's descriptive. You're trying to tell people what happened.
1: Yeah, it is. It is, and and, and to be honest with you, I think I've, I've learned a lot of... I've certain people that have worked in radio, worked in TV. And I've, I'm, I'm one of these that, you know, I don't want to just sit still and say, you know what, I'm, I'm happy with what I'm doing. I want to try and improve on every area that I, I do. And, yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I mean, in particular, Andy Hinchcliffe has been someone who I, yeah. I, I've got to really single out because I like the way he, he he's in depth with how he goes into his co-coms and and how he, he he sort of gives me great advice on what to do and what not to do, and and he's kind of been my mentor. I mean, I've I've never really told him that, but I do speak to him quite <laughs> a lot, and it's 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 great because it's not you know, Hinchy's for me has helped me so much to try and develop into a co-commentator, and but I totally agree the radio and and. And and uh, obviously doing the live comms it is it's totally different. But even mm. doing the, the 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 Sky Sports news stuff, it's 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 kind of a mixed bag of it really, because you're trying to explain to yeah. the viewers what's actually going on. Well, that's like uh, ra- radio, so particularly... radio on TV, isn't it? When you're with us, <laughs> or yeah, just, it is. <laughs> <selling>. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, and it's it, 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 You know, it, that's one thing that I have learned a hell of a lot off off Hinch is that he's you know he said to me to describe what is actually happening. And how the build-up, how it's come about. And it's because, you know, viewers can see for their own eyes, but they sometimes forget where it's come from or how the situation's developed. And it's, you know, I, I've got to credit, credit him more, uh, ever such a lot for, for how I've sort of come on as a commentator. I'm not saying I'm by any means uh, the best commentator, but I'm, I'm working towards being... You know, towards the top, that's one thing that I'll always do, and I've done as a footballer. I've always wanted to be good at what I do and and be the best, really. But you know, it does take a lot of time and it, it does take a lot of effort, which I, I certainly do. I'm I'm banging to do my prep and watching games, and mm. but. You know, do you it, watch yourself it, back uh, mate
0: do you listen do you listen back to the commentary or how Yeah
1: sometimes I'm not, I'm not overly
0: I'm not overly, <laughs> I'm not overly convinced with the <laughs> It's accent, weird though, isn't it you, you, you really yeah you when you first hear your voice when, you know when I was on radio days it's, it's strange yeah. when you first hear yourself
1: Yeah it is and, and uh, you, you do listen back and I, like I said you know I, I do like to listen to other people uh, that I can I can certainly you know build off and 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 learn different phrases and and learn because you know be all and end or you do want to be yourself when you're when you've got them cans yeah. on and you've got your, your mic in front of you because you know that's that's what sort of got you there to to, to be a commentator and it's it, it, I've took small steps um and I've I'm slowly going in them and of where I want to be and you know what i want to achieve out of being a co-commentator it's mm. um it's, it's been it's been brilliant and like i said i've met some fabulous people who have given me some great opportunities to get to where i am because you know it's 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 not an easy it's not an easy network to get involved
0: in no well, we really i mean it's fantastic having you and i have you on a, a sunday because i often work sunday afternoon at sky sports news it's yeah. great to, to have you along and we have a bit of fun and everything but i suppose it's it's a it's a difficult one as well because um, football is a strange sport because I cover other sports but I love football growing up but it's the one sport I suppose particularly in, in Britain where we everyone's a kind of expert aren't they so every every opinion gets gets judged harshly I suppose as a pundit whereas maybe other sports who have a bit more reverence for the analysts do you, do you find that sometimes that people always want <laughs> to compete with your opinion?
1: Yeah I do I do and, and I think you know that we at the end of the day, we've all got our own views and our own insights on stuff and, you know, who's saying who's right and who's wrong. You know, we I think that's the sort of wider margin and window that I look into now is that when I first got involved is that, yes, people would sometimes criticise what I'd said or, you know, have a different say or view on what I said. But, you know, it, I suppose you're there to be shot down at times. And, you know, sometimes as commentators, as, as you know yourself, and being involved in the media we're not always correcting the way we put things across and we're only human we are going to make mistakes and mistakes make you better i feel and yeah and and i feel that as i've gradually got around that whole media situation from coming out of football yes it's a massive different step completely but yeah you know (laughs) there's a lot of people that certainly have bigger views on 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 what you say because you are actually in the limelight but you're sitting or being in a, in a gantry where you are actually saying what you yeah. see, and and people are always going to criticise you at times. And but I've had some I've had some positives, and that's what I try and take the most out of. Really, Ed, is that when people do give me a, a lift and say that you know it's great to hear your your insight and. Mm how you come across. I think they're, they're the ones I, I try and grasp hold we, as much you, as possible. We've got
0: fantastic experience and you've, you've had your trials and tribulations in football and outside of it, but also I think you've got that, you've got that CV of being at Aston Villa playing in the Premier League, of, of representing England particularly, and only what, one cap, but at under 21 level. But it, how, how comfortable do you feel? Because something as a non-player, non-professional ex-player, I find very difficult sitting in judgment of sports people. How, how easy for you is it to judge players and, and sort of cast opinion on them sometimes? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a good question because you know I've all I've all like you say playing the game and I've <laughs> been on the <laughs> other side of the fence where people have judged you and have criticised you and have said things that they feel that they can say about you. Um, I, I am I'm very I'm very careful the yeah. way I actually do come across in that side because, like you said, being in a situation and and and, and particularly where I'd go back to my Villa days where I've I've come through the. Uh, the youth system. I've broken mm. into the first team. Expectations of the football club on a whole. Um, yeah. I just, I, you know, if things aren't going too great, you, you're a young boy who's who's really set the stage, and you know, you you get criticised, don't you? And and it it's that's where I felt as such a, a young man coming into that Villa side is that you know, there was always going to be critics in, in, in sport and, and you're, never, you're never going to play well every single game. You know, I was one that wore my heart on my sleeve. And, mm. you know, like I said, I'd come home and I'd, I'd judge myself. And, you know, I, I, I punished myself in that way. But
0: we, I, I, I do feel... We don't appreciate the human, the human beings sometimes, do we, the player? No. Particularly with no. transfers, when someone signs for someone from a big money move and moves across the yeah. world, we're then kind of expecting them just to deliver like they would be a robot or something.
1: Yeah. And and that's, that's, that's the sort of the point I'm sort of getting to is that you do, you do, we do, we do look at players and we do sort of judge them straight away is that yes, they can go for big money fees. They can come through the youth system and, and and burst onto the scene and have great games. And then all of a sudden have a dip in form and then it's hard to, it's really hard to adapt to it. And, i think we've we've seen a big difference Ed, in in mm. i feel in in this transition of, of of fans not being at the grounds is that we've seen certain players who who probably I wouldn't say shy away when they come to playing in front of big crowds but you know, I think we, uh, it was it was funny because I was speaking to a, a friend of mine who, who's, who's good pals with James Milner, and he said, Yeah, we've seen such a different transi- transition in, in, in the team and in the, in the way we set off as like the good mm. trainers, if you like, who mm. really stand out. And then when they come to a match day, they're probably not how they trained that <laughs> they took into a match yeah. day. Yeah, because, you know, there's 40,000 people there and they make a bad pass, and then all of a sudden they go into that shell where they, mm. they, they can make a bad pass and no one's going to scream oh and then the crowd get on their back and i think that's why we've seen such a different style and and so many goals and and so many mistakes and so many different ways of of playing in in this situation um and and it's really it it was a great point i just felt that you know james saying that to to one of my pals i felt that that was such a a, you know a big a big Mm. thing that really stands out for me in this particular time that we, you know, we're going through. I just feel that it, it reflects on pressure. You know, big money yeah. signings, all of them things coming to that category because some fans pay their money and they want to see, I don't know, a 70, 80 million, a million pound signing come in and 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 perform straight away. And and it doesn't always happen that way. It doesn't. It doesn't always fit the bill on how they set up it or or they fit into a, a formation. Whether they've come from overseas and. I find it hard to adapt. There's lots of big elements that, and that's why I I, I try to try not to be too critical yeah. on, on players on a
0: whole, really. Yeah, you just I think when you make an observation, you supplement it with kind of analysis of what's happened in the game, don't you? And try and keep it as sort of yeah. objective as you as you can as well. But that's the freakish results. I mean, Aston Villa is the obvious one, isn't it? Absolutely <laughs> smashed Liverpool this season. Do you think that's because there's such fine margins between players that actually? Sometimes the elite, the Liverpool's of this world, it's just players who can handle the crowd better than other players. It's not a bad ability, and maybe that's has that been levelled off now. Is that is that part of it? I, I do. I think it's a big. I think it's been a big leveler.
1: I really do. And 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 on the flip side of of, of the coin, of, of the, the the bigger teams and probably the the less bigger teams, if you like, in the Premier League. I I, I just I I put Liverpool up there and I put Sheffield United in there, and mm. and it's it's so crazy how I feel playing at obviously being a player at Sheffield United, playing at Bramwell Lane, yeah. a place where not everyone would want to really turn up to and have the the, the, the sort of camaraderie that comes with with that that place of, tight isn't it? Proper tight mode, people yeah. Yeah, tight place, proper people if you get one of me, you mm. know, as in you know sort of the earth people and and I, I always feel that like Sheffield United and and it's mad because I'm just doing my, my notes for the weekend and I feel that Bramall Lane is is a fortress in that sense because when you've Mm. got that packed out and the bigger clubs go to it, it's a hard place to go to because Mm. I find that when I say about having this 12th man part of your team, they are like the 12th man and that's when I feel that that gives them that extra incentive to to go that extra yard and to to do them extra things that probably they wouldn't do, because you know that Sheffield United and Bramall Lane, if you're not, you're going to know about it from the fans in yeah. particular, because like you said, it's a tight environment, but um, yeah, I, I certainly think that, that, you know, these are the big aspects of this season really. And, and and like I said, Liverpool in particular probably thrive off having them bigger, you know, the bigger crowds there. They know what, what to expect and, mm. Um, I do feel that there's been a big, big key factor in, in this season without the fans, unfortunately, not being there, which is, I think, I think we all missed that that element
0: of, of football. Yeah, we certainly do. We hope to get them back soon. And Jack Grealish has revelled with no crowd, so hasn't he? What have you made of, of his <coughs> rides? I suppose there's comparisons with yourself in terms of coming through the club. Are you how happy are you for him because he's someone that seems just good for football? Because I know his stats are good, but we're obsessed with modern day stats. But for him, it's just that buzz of excitement, isn't it? It's that emotion he brings to the game for the fans watching.
1: Yeah, he does, and and I I I resort it back to to, and this is just my view in particular is that. I remember Dean Smith giving him the captain's armband, and mm. Jack was listen. He, he's he's a young man again, first on the scene, and you know there's lots that come with that. That is that you know you have got to be really squeaky clean these days. We know the likes of social media; you can't do anything. Yeah. These these guys now have, have gone up an extra level from when I was playing, where yeah, photos, everything. Smart smartphones <laughs> have killed it. They? Yeah, yeah, they're everywhere. So. you <laughs> You know, and 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 Jack probably come under a bit of criticism, you know, over the few years where he'd been away, enjoyed himself, probably, you know, didn't do the right things that 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 were expected because uh, you are in the in that limelight. But you know, having that captain's armband that Dean Smith gave him, I just felt that that was a a, mm. a real masterstroke from, from Dean, just to say, you know what, you are you are one of the boys that everyone looks up to these days. You've got so much potential, so much ability to go and be the best. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel that he's built on that. I really do. You know, the incident at Birmingham City in particular, that game where he showed massive character in that game from, from which you can imagine a derby so hostile as that. And for someone to come on and, and, and -hmm. do what they did to to Jack and to actually go, you know what? I can shrug this off. I, I, I'm the, I'm a leader here and, Go and score the winning goal. It it was it really. I felt from that day on, he's learned so much going forward, and I feel that now it, it it's you come onto the scene as it. And I'm talking from my sort of perspective. You come onto the scene, everyone's talking about you, England. Your, your, your home, your home club, and um, your expectations there. Whereas now, I just feel that he's actually he's hit home where he where he is, what he can go and achieve as a, as a footballer. And I, I, it's funny because I sent him a a message the other day just mm. after his, uh, his England performance saying, did, you, did you know him from being a kid at Villa were you do you ever a I, just, or, I yeah yeah well I, I, know his, I know his family and obviously I've seen Jack and I've bumped into you know we're mm. mutual friends with people and I've always come across Jack at times when we you know we've, we've sort of bumped into in, in certain places did he used to but, watch
0: you as a kid did he I bet he did didn't he because he's a Villa I, fan I don't know mate yeah, yeah.
1: maybe maybe he would have yeah um, you know it, yeah, I think <laughs> I <laughs> think you know yeah, this this is the thing I, I, I went Away, um, mm. as a, as an ambassador role, when it was a few years back, when Jack was just sort of coming into the setup uh, under Lambert and and Keane. and I remember him just sort of being on the fringes and lots of people talking. I just I watched him in training um, mm. while I was away there, and I just said to him, you, you know, you, go and just express yourself. I said I I said I remember sort of being on them fringes and saying to myself, Do you know what, what have I got to lose? People are talking about me. I'm watching you in training. That I feel you're being a little bit safe in the way you're you're approaching it. I says, go and do what you're good at, and that's getting at people, taking people on. I says, and all of a sudden you'll make that jump up before you know it, it's because yeah. the manager will start realizing that you want to go and show everyone what you're about, whether it's up against top class, world class players in on the training pitch you know, go and don't, don't be phased by, by going yeah. to do that. So, because that's where you will make that next jump up And I said, that's what I used to do. I used to thrive off going past Gareth Gate, Hugo <laughs> Ekia uh, And, 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 yeah. and people going, wow, this kid's got a little bit, you know. So I said, and I, 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 mean, I remember having that conversation really brief. And I said, don't be within yourself. I said, because, you know, you've got that ability to go and, to go and do that. I've seen yeah. glimpses of it. Uh, and I'm not saying that was that was it but coming off someone who'd been there and, and sort of had a taste of it in a similar situation I just felt mm. that I've always tried to branch them little ideas to Jack uh, like um, seize, seize the moment
0: kind of thing yeah
1: yeah I've been there and I've done it and I'd love him to I don't want him to sort of make mistakes that I've made uh, I, I, you know I feel that you know, we we do get sort of labelled in a similar sort of its incidents and 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 what we've done and how we've mm. come into the side and where we've been and being local lads. But you know, Jack's got an amazing talent and ability, and and I, I did say this to him: he can go on now and make that next step up. Mm. Um, he's jumped into the England setup, and people are talking highly. He's getting man of the matches. I said, you know, he he's in a category now, Ed, where I feel that we talk about the Premier League and he's in the top category of Premier League players at this current time so he's still a young man he's still learning and I still feel that there's more to come from Jack and whether that now is that next step that I I think the inevitable is going to happen one of the top top five clubs.
0: Mm. um, he got signed a new contract hasn't he but I suppose that that just increases his value maybe.
1: Yeah it does it does And, and and Listen, I'd love him to to stay at the club, and, and I'm pretty much sure that we, you know, we, we we've been honoured having him at Aston Villa. But I just feel that it's only going to be a matter of time before someone, yeah, that big, big, top four that, and Villa are going to start competing. Which I'm not saying they're not going to, but it's going to be a, a, a longer, uh, a longer situation for for that to happen. I feel that he's either he, he's got a, maybe a chance now for him to mm. go and step into that mould, and I feel that he going into that better category of players. Um, and that's not disrespecting Aston Villa by that. I'm <laughs> the saying top six, saying to top the six at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just feel that, you know, he, he can go on and be what he wants to be. Yeah. Um, he's got to keep that level head. And I certainly feel that he could fit a, a Man City, a Chelsea, a Liverpool without any doubt. Mm. And I think he's shown that on the world scene and in the international scene at this current time.
0: How brave do you have to be now to be a dribbling-type footballer like Grealish? How brave does Southgate have to be to pick him for England? Because when you came through, Lee, in the late 90s, I'm thinking of famous dribbler, dribblers in the league. Ginola, you had Dwight York at Villa. You had, obviously, Ryan Giggs at Manchester United, where we didn't measure them on how many assists. We measured them on how much excitement they brought us, didn't they? Well, do you think there's, yeah. there's almost... You have to be braver nowadays in modern football to be a dribbling player. But maybe there's more reward because of that, because he's, he's relatively unique.
1: Yeah, he is. He's, he's so unique. I mean, if you... I, 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 I and my, Me and my brother always have this conversation and we, we talk about assists and, and my brother would always... And, and lots of people do say, imagine looking back on the amount of goals you assisted. You'd be one of the, <laughs> at the top Because I was always involved in some form yeah. of forward player or a lane, Yorkian or standing or whatever, jo- jockey. and Stan Collymore, Julian Joshum, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you, we're talking about that sort of... And... and, and the difference is with Jack these days, and I feel in football, is that we don't really have them dribbling type footballers. I think, mm. you know, you, you look in particular the Messis of the world, the Ronaldo's. And when you start talking about them too, mm. do you start thinking, is Jack that style player? Which is really a standout, unique kind of player. I'm not saying he's on par with Messi and Ronaldo, because they're different players in, in particular. Yeah. Is that because you're um, obsessed but, with
0: possession, though, Lee? Is it now? Do you think? Yes, I feel too, that. I feel that's
1: focused. it. I, yeah. I feel that possession these days is that. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm all for keeping the ball and, and y- you know making people work hard to get the ball back. But yeah, I do feel that the, the transitions changed in that aspect. Is that people are so evident of keeping the ball, and that's why mm. I I kind of look at defensive midfielders in particular. That 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 one that just sits in front of the back back three, back four, (laughs) and it it frustrates me because I still feel that them players, it's like, well,
0: you had to do everything, didn't you? When you came through, you had to do everything, that was the thing, (laughs) because I I wanted to be a central midfield player, and I played semi-pro by the left foot, and I kept getting pushed left, but I always, that was the dream position, because that was the marquee player, that was, he could attack, he could defend, he could do everything, Robson, Keane, Vieira, all these people, but it's almost become one of the easier positions, hasn't it, like you say? It
1: has, it has. And and, and and the thing is, it's it's like, it's like you said, it, it, I'm not saying it is an easy position, but being a more defensive-sided midfielder now is literally getting it off the centre-half and going out to the fullback. I mean, <laughs> how many times do we see that? And it, yeah. it's true because, I mean, I, I, the day when someone comes in as a defensive midfielder and starts picking forward and then forward passing, and that's, how, that's what I would like to see more from defensive midfielders is that they're getting on the ball and giving it to, the likes of the more forward players more quickly because I do I do feel that we are seeing a lot more possession stats because of that situation. Yeah. And at times, it's it, it, I'm not saying it's boring, but you know we we want to see exciting football, and and that's why I I, I do feel that having the likes of of, of Grealish. <laughs> Yeah. That's why he stands out so much in this modern day game because he's exciting. He drives at He commits fouls, he shoots, he, he creates, and he's a different style player that, that we're seeing in this, in this modern day, mm. because it is very possession stats for me.
0: Because um, yeah. we I, I remember being kids as well. I remember, I'm a Man United fan. I used to go up at like 10, 11 and watch gigs play at Old Trafford. Yeah. My dad would drive me up and I remember sitting there and I don't, you know, Giggs had some really good goal-scoring seasons at times then. But it wasn't that. It was the feeling that you get when Giggs would get the pitch. You get it in like a left-back position. And he just randomly, when he was a kid, when a teenager, start running and slaloming him down the pitch. He'd go 70 yards with the ball. And it might go out for a throw into the other team or United or whatever at the other end of the pitch. But you'd just be on the edge of your seat. And I think it hooks people. That's the magic of football, isn't it? And it's weird with the risk yeah. stuff, Lee, because we don't see the dribblers. But then we do see players... Playing around their six-yard box at the back yeah. with with weird passing, yeah. <laughs> so it's sort of like the two don't seem the same, do they? Because it seems less risky for an attacker to dribble, but we don't like that. But we're like, we'll go to a keeper, do a Cruyff turn on your six-yard box and spray it around. It's weird. Yeah, it is. It is. That, that is. That is the big. That is the difference. And you're
1: right with them risking. I mean, I i would always remember sort of being in a defensive area, and and I think the rule number one was if you if you was under pressure, put it in the channels. It's yeah, one of them. Yeah. Um whereas like you said, now we're playing in our six yard because that just that really just typifies where we 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 we've just talked about is that it it's it's all about possession stats and breaking teams down through the lines and looking pretty at times and sometimes i you know i i would like to see a, a, a that different element of of can we turn teams can we you know sort of push into their half the older sort of school style of play but mm. you just wonder would it work in this current day that's that's the only might it. be that's a good counterpoint like,
0: might Because I don't think teams are expecting yeah. it like the villa were dropping it long against mm. liverpool weren't they that seemed to be a problem yeah. for liverpool was was just tracking runners
1: yeah definitely it, it's it's something that you know I I just feel that we don't see particularly enough of these days and and particularly with the way teams play and i think you know, that, that that speed element of, you know, I think of a Vardy having someone like a Vardy or a two up front. We don't really see yeah. that very often now. It's very rigid formations
0: that that, that we're seeing yeah. from back to front.
1: Do you see a so. bigger gap
0: between, because you were at home part of the night for Plymouth in League One, do you see a bigger gap between... Yeah. The Premier League and outside of it—is it almost a different game? You think about contact. You think about you say because I think the lower leagues still play two strikers, don't they? By and large, or do they do they mix it up? I don't yeah, think,
1: yeah. Well, uh, well, uh, I mean, coming down the league I think even from Championship now, a uh, plane. There's there's a lot of teams in the Championship, in particular, uh, playing that three-five-two formation, um, where they're you know they're sort of overloading that that midfield area and obviously having the two two striker, and it it, it is a big difference, it really is, but. I, I mean, the step up and and from mm. from Premier League downwards, uh, you know, I think it's it's inevitable for everyone
0: to 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 look and watch on it. You know, it's it's completely different style. Feels like different um, rules, doesn't it? Sometimes, like we watch. Yeah. If you play Sunday morning football and you watch the Premier League, you're like, "Well, how's that a booking? That's just a tiny little bit of contact." Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it is, and 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 particularly with you know, we, obviously, we've got VAR stuff. We've got you know the monitors mm. to to look at, and it it is. I mean, there's 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 certain things I see lower leagues, and you think, you know, they've <laughs> certainly got away with one there, and they're arrested it's, in it's, the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 totally. But you know, that's that's just you know down to. The, the money situation of, of it not being all equal, but mm. you know, that's that's when that's why people want to get into
0: the, the top flight of football. Yeah, you mentioned that the money in the Premier League. And I wonder when you reflect on your career and the trials and tribulations that do you feel like you were kind of a, a sort of forerunner for, for the modern player because in a sense you I know people say they had George Best who was superstars before and he had his difficulties, but he was almost a, a unique case in terms of he made so much money commercially. But you were there when suddenly the money in the Premier League came up and you got a lot so young and that became almost a lot of young players exposed to that. Was that difficult? Do you feel that maybe players have learnt more from that than, than you in that time, the late 90s in the Premier League was when it was really exploding, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And and, and I
1: did come into it, you know, fortunate at the time that I did come into that. I was, you know, very fortunate. Um and it was I found at that time was that it was difficult to kind of deal with I, I only only since I've come out of the game is that I think you can reflect back on how different you would have been and what you could have done better and I think that's yeah. probably just down to the circumstances that I put myself into but you know there's not just me that's sort of been in that situation I think Coming out of the game and, and, and me being a little bit more public on how my situation occurred and what I did. And yeah I think now we've seen lots of people in my era in that sort of similar sort of situation. You know, there's, there's lots of players that have ended up coming out and saying that the bankrupts, they've gone bankrupt or they, you know, they, they fell on hard times. And mm. I, I do feel that, yes there wasn't enough in place to, to sort of guide Advise people. You not, yeah. And I, I'm not saying that there, there, there's particularly, there's a lot of that out there, but I feel that because, I'm not just saying the likes of myself, but because it's been, you know, quite well documented that players have found it in them situations, I feel that, you know, people have had to to recognise that as in current day players now to, to hopefully not fall into them situations. I mean, I'm I'm good friends with, with with Gareth Barry, and and yeah, you know, he's just retired from football, and you know, he's he's at a situation that not not money by any means, but he, you know, he's done really well for himself. He's a very sensible, sensible lad. Yeah. Um, but you know, coming even coming out of the game now, he, he's at a loose end of where he wants to go and what he wants to do, and it's. I, I still feel that there could be a hell of a lot more set up. Um, he had such
0: an incredible career. Surely he'd be an asset to a club or to a, a media yeah. service or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And I, and I think he, I think he's, he, you know, he's looked looked into that, that sort of situation, whether he wants, I don't think he wants to go down that coaching role, but, you know, mm. I just feel that that's where I don't feel there's enough guidance, whether he's 38 or 21, you know, I don't feel there's enough guidance in, in football in mm. particular of of you know what you expect. The only times I ever thought was when, you know, Steve Storton would say to me, you know, you ain't gonna have that forever. So, you know, look after it and do this right. And and you, you sort of it, it's water off a oh, dar, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you feel that it's never gonna happen. Well, it is gonna happen at some stage, but because you're actually in that that zone of being you know, playing,
0: training every day, you, you forget. You and forget there's, there's, there's the sort of nefarious characters who will look to exploit a young man with money as well, won't they? the investments yeah. and that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, there is. And, and that, that's, the other, that's the other element, is, is that there's, there's some crooks out there that, that want to jump on the bandwagon of, of these younger players. And I'm pretty sure that it will happen and continue to happen in this day and age of, of people just wanting to get amongst... Some of these players and tell them what they want to hear, um, because be all and end all, it is that you know they can earn as much, we can earn as much money as we want, but you know these play these people want to earn off the back of, uh, yeah. of, of the likes of myself, you know the likes of the current day players, and and really and truly, I I feel that this is where we do run the risk is that players want to go and play football it's not about the money aspect that is just a big added bonus with some icing and sprinkles all over the top that you earn that much money but you know I feel that this is where they need to have in particular some sort of a category where they are sort of being looked after because people are getting you know torn from pillar to post and all you want to do is put your shirt on and go out and play football and, Mm. and, 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 and obviously look after your money as much as possible but it's not always the case with some of yeah. these guys because they get dragged into certain things that they sh- really
0: shouldn't be involved in. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible for Gareth Barry. He's still a young man, but it's such a long career of your generation, really. But he's only just retired, which is phenomenal. And he's, yeah. he's probably not, not 40 yet, or is he 40? Something like that? He's, I mean, yeah, he plays...
1: he's not far off 40, which, yeah. you know, he's, he's still got an awful lot. I mean, you know, the most Premier League appearances, you know, stands out million Miles for, for, for what a career he's had, um, mm. you know, his international caps. Uh, Premier League winner you know there's all sorts that come with we- Gareth and I think I just feel that they haven't he hasn't really and I've, I've tried to sort of give him that sort of guidance Yeah, getting into the media getting involved in, in that side of it because
0: I feel that he's got so much to offer yeah, such an intelligent player. Played in so many different positions as well. I remember him coming through at Villa. And you you, you even talking about Villa and some of the players that you play with, Lee. You mentioned, I forgot, even Stan Collymore, Julian Joachim, yeah. Dwight York, Savo Milosevic, Juan Pablo Angel. When you look back at <laughs> that time as a player at Villa, do you think do you, do you think the team underperformed, underachieved? Because wouldn't you have the FA Cup final in, in, in 2000 yeah. and then was 96 League Cup was that just before you was it or were you around yeah that was
1: yeah I was I was sort of around but I wasn't sort of involved in that but um, yeah you know I always look back at the players that we had and um, I think I wouldn't say I say we'd underachieved I felt that we could have done a hell of a lot better Um, Mm. um, particularly with with the squad of players we had we had such a a great blend, if you like, all over the pitch, really. I mean, that yeah, just, exactly. just reeled off the air. So many attacking players there. But, you know, defensively, we had some very good players. Southgate, Hugo, mm. um, you know, little Alan Wright was, was one who always stood yeah. out for me. Um, you know, some really, really good quality players. And, and he, you know, even Gareth Barry, you know, coming into yeah. the side at a young age. It was I mean, a
0: centre-half, wasn't he? when he came through? Was he or left yeah, back yeah
1: less yeah. left centre-half. Left yeah, and yeah. then he went to left back and then he's, I mean, he, he's that sort of player he could play anywhere, <laughs> Gareth, because he's got that much ability. But yeah, we, we, we kind of did underachieve. I felt that the one season under John Gregory where we were flying high at Christmas and um, mm. I remember Paul Merson being there as well. And, and you you know, we, we had, I felt that we had a really good chance of really going and pushing that season and then... Uh, i never forget, we had a photo, uh, a team photo where we'd gone on, on beat and run. I think we had the mm-hmm. most English players in a, in a team at once, at one yeah. stage. And, you know, lots of memories Very, like very English Very and,
0: English team, actually, wasn't it? I think like, team, you, you, you yeah, had my, father, you had my dad's namesake, Mark Draper, in there as well at some point. Yeah,
1: Drapes. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I know, and, and, that, and that was, you know, that was probably the... Yeah, you know, we, we fizzled out after Christmas and having a photo, I remember having a photo at Southampton away, I think we'd we just won and I think we broke a certain record and, and the gaffer was like, let's get a photo. And, I'm, and I remember Merce looking at me thinking, we've still got half a season to go Which, which year you know, was this, this
0: then? <laughs> which, do you remember which season this was? Which season
1: um, was this? Oh goodness, I'd have to look at the season. Um, was it, 2000, was it was was 2000?
0: Was It wasn't the same year you got to the FA Cup final, was it? It wasn't around that time or?
1: Uh, no, it wasn't. It who, won, was, do you know who won the league?
0: It was under. It was John. No, I couldn't even tell you won the league. To
1: be honest. Yeah. Um. Ninety
0: six, ninety seven, maybe.
1: Christmas time. Christmas time. Yeah. yeah. It was around. It was around that time. I think it was it like Christmas time? We were sitting top of the league. Yeah. Um. And um. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it'd be it'd been so, Arsenal. It'd be wouldn't it? One of the think two. It's Arsenal. It, yeah. If I'm honest, I think it was Arsenal. Uh, um, maybe ninety eight. Maybe yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But um. Yeah, and 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 that that was we. we you know, we were always sort of floating around, getting into Europe. I remember some great nights playing in, well, I as particularly a young, youngster playing in UEFA Cup, Atletico Madrid at Villa Park it was always yeah. a game that that stood out in my my eyes. Um, I think just before that under Ron Atkinson being a, a youngster watching um, uh, Villa beat uh, Inter Milan on penalties wow. at, uh, and it was it was just, I thought, I, I, wanna, I want some of this. I want to be involved in this and mm. to think that would Put a shirt, on and I'm playing against, you know, at- 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 Atletico Madrid at Villa Park, and nearly scoring and setting up the one of the goals for Stan, and you know, being involved in stuff was like. <laughs> who was the, hair was the stand best player? Up on the you, back, who
0: was the best player you played with there? You mentioned Collimore. He was pretty unstoppable on his day, he, wasn't
1: he? Yeah, he was. He was. He
0: was, he was unpredictable.
1: Stan-wise, you never know what he was going to get with him. But on his day, he was. He was untouchable. Yeah. You know, he was. He was everything. But I, I, I always loved. Playing with with Dwight York, he was mm. he was one that just I, I I I can't even I mean there was no doubt in my mind and and obviously he went on to Manchester United and, and proved that he would, you know he'd be a proven goal scorer and yeah. it wasn't just his goal scoring ability it was just his his attributes that he had he was strong he he he'd bring players into play he had a great football uh, football brain and. I just put balls forward, and if they weren't great, he'd make them good, and he'd Mm. slip me back in. He was just so he was so intelligent as a centre forward, but you know, I I just felt that he had a a very all-round game in 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 his uh, in his kit bag, to be honest. And he was great to play with. Yeah, he was. was.
0: Yeah, it was a f- great team to be part of. And when you look at the the England pitch, you, you had the one cap. How do you reflect on that? Because it's a different picture than than now, with respect to Jack Grealish and co, because there were so many English players, not only in your team, but across the league then. And, and midfield in particular was so rich, wasn't it? With Scholes, Gerrard, Lampard, back in the, of your era.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, I mean, uh, play, I mean, making that England debut was just something that, you know, it, it was just something that dreams are made of, really. And... and I think I was just on such a good run at Villa, and you're 21, um, weren't you? Lee? Yeah, 21. So I was. It was, you know, it was something that phew, I just I I never thought I'd do. I was doing so well in the under 21s. We had a fabulous mm. under 21 side. You know, the likes of Rio Lampard, Gerard, mm. and Seth Johnson was was, was yep. big at the time as well. Darby, um, Darby left back, yeah, yeah. Um, so we had, you know, we had some. Fabulous players. I mean, I've got a picture on the wall of a, the team with just. I think everyone played in the Premier League in, in that in that in that squad of players, which was, you know, something that people were talking mm. about how good we actually were. So you know, to get that call up from from Glenn Hoddle was a dream come true, and and obviously to play at the old Wembley, um, you know, put an England shirt on was it, it's the pinnacle. It's the it's the ultimate. For was, me. Was, was Hoddle
0: still it. there then? Was he? Because he left. Yeah, long Hoddle night, gave yeah. me. He, yeah. yeah, well, Hoddle
1: gave me my. He gave me my my full my full uh, my debut uh, that day, and 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 then obviously he left for uh, his comments. Mm. Obviously mm. That, that that didn't go too well for, for himself, and yeah, you know, I, I remember having conversations with him and and John Gorman saying that you know this is how we're looking to, and that's how Glenn was looking to do. It was looking to nurture the the likes of myself, Lamps, mm. Stevie G, and, and and sort of bring them into the fold of of bringing. The up and coming youngsters through which it, Glenn was brilliant, he really was, and he said, "You know, you're going to be a part of this this building platform that I want to
0: I want to go ahead with." And yeah,
1: you know, it, it just seemed so to that's, be that's
0: gutting, isn't it? Because football's so much about is. the managers, you know, liking you and connecting with you. And I suppose yeah, that's, and he and, he, and if you say it was non footballing reasons that he left, and probably cost you and and England ultimately.
1: Yeah, well, it, it 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 did, and then it, it resulted. But I think I'm sure Kevin Keegan might have came back into the fold yeah. after that, and and then you know Kevin Keegan went back to yeah. yeah, and then and then Keegan went back to sort of bringing the older boys back in the experience, and and you mm. know Glenn had that 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 vision of going forward of, of how he wanted to take the the, the the England squad, and and unfortunately, like I said, managers come in and they have their own views and philosophies, how they want to go about it, and unfortunately. <laughs> Mm. You know, I just wasn't part of that that style that, that Kevin Keegan wanted. So it was, I it was, listen, it was damaging. But you know, because that one cap, I, I, it does haunt me in so many ways. Because
0: did Sven speak being. to you ever? Did you ever get contact with Sven? Or no, not really.
1: No. no, not really at all. No. Um So it was it was disappointing. And and the other thing it was was you know it, it was quite difficult to to be. Mm. Part of being set up as a, as a, a sort of Aston Villa player, from being honest, and that's not disrespecting the club at all. But I just felt that at that current time, it was very Man United, yeah. Arsenal. It was it was, you know, the the boys that were in the top three. If you get if you mm. get what I mean, there it were wasn't factions. was
0: factions. Was it quite a sort of intimidating atmosphere from what people have said about the being um, factions? It, yeah, it, like, yeah, different groups. They said and people stuck to their clubs. Yeah. It was, but I'm, you know, I, I, I was a
1: young, I was a young lad, and I was fortunate at the time. Me, Dion, and um, what it was Merce and Brighty mm. that, that that and that would have been around the time where we we were flying high at Villa. But you know, there was boys that I knew there that made me feel comfortable. Uh, big Dion being one, Dion of them Dupin, and obviously yeah. No Merce, yeah, um, and obviously Paul Merce, and so you know, I, they all made me feel welcome um, being in the squad. But yes, it was, it was very a clicky situation which yeah, you know, I think you do get that at times in football and I think that's where they've tried to re- resort away from that style because you
0: know, you are a team at the end of the day mm. and you, you've got to work together. Yeah, I think they try and make people sit on different tables, don't they, in the canteen and just little things to yeah. kind of uh, integrate away from that. I think there's factions with United and Liverpool at one point in particular, I think later on, Rio Ferdinand's spoken about yeah. About that, and maybe Chelsea as as well. What about um just quick quick thought on Villa? Do you think they've got the potential to to want to to kind of rediscover that glory years? Because they were sort of when we were tiny babies, they were they're a big team, weren't they? European champions, yeah. I think.
1: Yeah, they were. Um, I think they've got they've still got a long way to go. I do I do feel that. Um, y- again, I feel that Dean's he's done it. He's done a super job, you know. He, I think he, last season was was such a big season that staying off staying into in the Premier League was, was a massive a massive thing because I, I did feel, you know, and I, listen, I was wanted to sort of judge at times at how Villa were playing, but
0: mm.
1: you know, it it would have been a daunting experience for um Dean Smith coming in, you know, his first season ever in the Premier League.
0: A Villa fan as well.
1: Yeah, and he had to he had to rebuild that that side and, and some people don't really look at that. You know, he, he mm. had loans in, um he had players that weren't, you know, ready for the the Premier League. You know, Villa were in the Championship for a few seasons. So it was about bringing the blend in to get them out of that league and then rebuilding um, a, a Villa side where they had, to spend, they had to spend a lot of money. And and he did mm. get criticised at times for bringing certain players in for what he'd spent. But, you know, I'm glad he got through that that difficult period because it's starting to show now that, he, he's been more himself. He's been mm. what we've seen when he was at Brentford and playing that attack-minded style of football, which yeah. was attractive and possibly got him that Villa job. Um, and I'm, I'm really pleased for him. I really am. And I, I think it's, it, you know, I think they're a long way off mm. getting to them glory days. But you know, with the owners and hopefully ambition, that yeah. they do rekindle that and and we do see the glory days because it, it's, it's a, it's a fabulous club. It really is. It's a a family club, fans are a brilliant um, huge, huge you know, fan can, fish, Yeah, yeah, and it can be a daunting place at times. Um, but again, the football club comes with ambition, status. Yeah, and 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 that's that's the key element at Aston Villa is that we we always expect to do better than what we are doing, and yeah, I think until we actually do win something, that's quite iconic again you know it will certainly bring everyone back and 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 rekindle that 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 situation that we had many moons back it'd be like it'd be lovely to see in my day and age anyway
0: yeah it'd be a great story as well you know historically a bigger club and I suppose the success of places like Leicester kind of makes you realize that maybe that that can come around you never know Lee wanted to quickly before you go mate. I really appreciate time because I know you've got prep to do but it was the the mental health issue obviously I, I guess is on the agenda at the moment because of the pandemic you've very poignantly and eloquently spoken in the past about that people can look that up and you know you you sadly attempted to take your own life twice but you thankfully are here today and it's great to great to have you here any thoughts of what you would say to people who may be struggling at this time and for whatever reason about about how you've managed to to sort of I guess rediscover a zest for life and 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 cope with everything
1: yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it's a difficult, it's a difficult one because we, you know, we're all in different circumstances, mm. situations. Um, you know, I, I, I go, I go through situations still myself uh, mm. where I, I get into a a sort of low sense of gravity and I, I don't want to do much. And, and, and that's just down to the current situation. You know, we can't mm. go out and we can't do things that we, we, we can do on a daily basis. We can't, have our own time where we you know our, our own enjoyment time where we can take whatever problems we've got and 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 try and generate them into something else which is difficult you know not just mm. in sport but in everyday life at this current at current moment so it's yeah it's it's one of them that i i i, I kind of I've, and i've tried to do particularly when we have been in these lockdown situations that i've tried to get out and and just try and have that bit of fresh air and 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 maybe go for a walk or a jog and and you know, just put my music on and try and unwind a little bit because we can sit here all day, Ed, and... and yeah, look at the news. What, what, yeah, worry about yeah, our money and yeah, finances. And and, yeah, worrying yeah. about finances, worrying about life, worrying about our kids. And mm. yes, it's hard to get away from that situation. But, you know, I think talking as well is, is something that I, I I found a big, big help because... I, find, I found I never did used to talk about them in particular things. I was one of them who was a, a the life and soul public character, and everyone would go, "No, that that's not and He, he wouldn't do that." And you know, we can all put on a brave face at times, but you know, we, we I think uh, you know having problems and speaking about problems is is certainly something that you can people well people can help you with. People can give you advice towards, um, and I, I just feel really, it, it helped me an awful lot. Uh, yeah. going forward because you know it does. it, it, it is damaging, and it, it you know I've always been a sort of confident sort of man, and it's taken me so much time, and I'm nowhere near as yeah. as confident as what I was when I was in my heyday
0: at all. But life can you throw know, punches at you, can't you, at any time? Yeah, it's just it kind of standing yeah. up and getting getting moving again somehow, and just yeah. But yeah. well, you've just you know I, I I my big
1: message is that you know you just don't be alone. It's it, mm. it's hard enough dealing with things on your own and 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 trying to pick yourself up but you know you've got to you've got to communicate with people about what situation you're in because Mm. some people are worse off than others and I think having a conversation with someone it doesn't even have to be with you know your your closest relative or your partner it can be someone just out of the blue where you you can take a load off and it, it it will make you feel better it might be that you do have to sometimes have a yeah. A, a tear and a, a you know shed a tear about stuff, but just to make you feel that that way and and take that bit of relief, it, it, I do feel that that is a big big step to to go and do. And you know, yeah. the last thing you, you want to hear is, is people going and doing things that you know mm. that are inevitable that that lots of men might I add, um, yes. take that that on on board because you know mm. they feel that they're the the the, uh, the breadwinner and they you know they're the ones mm. that, that have to and sometimes can't, in these current times, do it. So it's, I do feel talking is one and, and getting out and, and not sitting around, you know, yeah. getting up, making your bed, you know, yeah. getting yourself up, getting dressed, it, 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 it sends a positive that signal for you to, to think, you know what, yeah, this this feels better. And, and I, that's the way I've always done it. And don't, don't get me wrong, it doesn't always work. but. Mm. I do feel that it works more than it doesn't. So I'll keep doing that and, and I'll keep putting that message to people that they need to do that. because it's, it's something that's it's
0: really, really important to do. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I really appreciate that insight. And I think at the moment, even, people, even if people can't meet physically, I think they can meet one person, but you can certainly pick up the phone just send yeah. someone a message saying, you know, can I have a chat or, or just reach out? It's particularly at the moment, blokes aren't always good at doing that, are they? So, um, no, definitely not. Definitely yeah. not. Hope connecting it, and, and, and then we hopefully we hope to get the people back in, in bars and pubs and f- gyms and, and football yeah. grounds. And we, me and you have always yeah. talked because I live in Cheltenham <laughs> and yeah. the, the mutual connection with the club because you you know the chairman of, of coming going to a game at Woden Road when you've got a sat where we both got a Saturday off. Yeah, that would be that yeah. be good, wouldn't it? I can't wait for that. Yeah, it would it really would? Obviously, having the connection with Andy
1: Wilcox, he's he, you know, he the, the club's going in the right direction. Good manager. I do feel that they'll have a really good chance this season if they continue that but again it'd be, it'd be great to uh, sit in the stands and, and, and be amongst all the fans yeah. and, and, and watch the game again mate I think everyone's crying out for that but Smell everyone
0: needs to be Ay. the beer yeah totally Lee appreciate totally. your time thank you very kind mate and I'll speak to you soon
1: no problem mate
0: take it's care tot- buddy
1: thanks again for that mate Dada.
0: Fantastic to get Lee's time, Lee Hendry there. And I suppose it's strange to recollect in terms of the England pitcher in particular, that he won that first cap in, in 1998, age 21, uh, predicted or must have assumed at that time that he would have gone on to get a lot more possibly success with England. So it's a tr- it's a curious anecdote, isn't it? In terms of we never know in life what's what's going to happen, happen and glad he is here because he's, he's very insightful, very analytical and I think very helpful in terms of the mental health issues and being so open and transparent about his suicide attempts is powerful, I think. Um, To to see someone who's been a hero for a lot of people, particularly Aston Villa fans, as a local boy from Scottish and Irish heritage, I believe, but obviously played for England as well and a, a villain with Aston Villa through and through and great to get his opinion on the modern team. But just to see that vulnerability, I think, is important for people who are struggling in other walks of life and, and at the moment, you know, there's the health concern, but I think a lot of us are financially concerned. There's a lot of general societal anxiety over the picture of the economy and the future and what's how things are going to unfold. I was talking to my brother about that as well. He's been struggling, I think, with that broader picture. Very bright guy, but he's worried about his kids' future at the moment, long-term repercussions for what people will see as a very necessary borrowing to support the economy, et cetera, now, but what that means for, for the younger generation. So whatever you're going with, hopefully that, would help you um, and thank you very much for Lee for joining the podcast thank you for you to listening to it if you could rate it on iTunes or whatever platform you are currently listening to it on I'd appreciate that or we'll just mention it to your mate your friend your mum whoever it might be it would be fantastic uh, thank you as ever to the podcast sponsors Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations get in touch with Jason Briggs and his team very convivial Jason good Manchester boy and uh, he'll be able to give you any insight advice on on what you may have and be very honest about it and and your budget and and whatever else or just some general feedback could be a repair on a Bangalore and equipment he's sorting out something for my dad who's got a, a recorder from his dad from 1960s bought in Germany that they're trying to repair at the moment, a record player. So good team, good people. And cytoplan.co.uk is immunities on our minds at the moment, not just staving off the potential threat of COVID-19, but coughs and colds over the winter. If you want a discount, it's a 30% discount on first purchase, 10% thereon after that. And uh, cytoplan.co.uk, food-based supplements, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk, and my discount code is Draper10R, all capital letters, D R A P E R 10 and then a capital letter R. Thank you for listening to the podcast, guys. If you want to get in touch with me, hello at drapermedia.co.uk is the email address, Ed Draper81 on Twitter, Ed underscore Draper81 on Instagram, sports broadcaster in the UK. Really appreciate your time in listening to the podcast and any support, any ratings, any comments, I will report on iTunes and feed them into the podcast as well uh, next week. Thank you and goodbye.